What if the weekly staff meeting could also be a learning meeting? On this episode, the actions you can take to make learning a consistent reality for your team. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 444. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. So many of you have reached out to me over the years and said that phrase, leaders aren't born, they're made, really resonates with you and is the inspiration to continue to learn and continue to grow, not only for each one of us, but probably even more importantly for the people that we have the privilege to be able to lead and influence in our organizations. Yet, the practical realities of doing that in the daily whirlwind are a challenge for so many of us. I know one of the things I struggled with a lot as a leader managing a team for the first time and having a weekly staff meeting was being able to set aside time and intention toward helping people to learn driving professional development in the midst of all the other chaos that's happening in the organization. Today, we're going to really dive in on how do we practically do that in a way that is accessible and also really makes a difference in developing our team. I'm so glad to welcome back to the show someone who is a tremendous expert in strengths and talents and also someone who's a close friend. Lisa Cummings is the founder and CEO of Lead Through Strengths, a firm that exists to help people find and use their strengths at work. Lisa and her team serve large teams and organizations to help them leverage the results of Clifton Strengths, formerly called the Strengths Finder Assessment. She is also the host of the popular Lead Through Strengths podcast that many of you have listened to over the years. Lisa, I am so glad to welcome you back. Thanks for having me. Oh, the pleasure's mine. Every time you're on, people always reach out to me and say how helpful you've been of the folks who've listened to your show and also how helpful our conversations have been around StrengthsFinder and being able to leverage this wonderful tool from Gallup that so many of us have used. And yet we do run into this challenge of having utilized the tool, but not necessarily applied it. And as I mentioned in the intro, the intentions for all of us as leaders are really good to drive the professional development of our teams. And yet it is a struggle for us to make the time for it, isn't it? It so is. You know, I think you would be sad, but not surprised if you heard at the beginning of a Strengths Finder training event how many times someone said, Oh, I did this like five years ago with my team. And they get excited thinking back to that moment. And I, I ask, Oh, how did it go? Tell me what you did up to this point. And they'll say, Oh, well, we did the assessment. And we did a team building day and that was great. And then we got busy and we kind of forgot about it, to be honest. And it's just, I hear that over and over again. And they had to dig it out of a file somewhere, sometimes even a drawer. Maybe they couldn't find the file and they, they have a memory of it where it sparked something, some potential for good and busyness and distraction and urgencies take over. And that is the norm if you're not really conscious about how to make it last. I aired a episode of my journal uh, podcast uh, a few months ago, and I referenced this term that I've used before called a learning meeting. 
and getting people together and actually helping people to learn from each other, not just doing strategy and not just necessarily doing an update of what's going on. And a whole bunch of people reached out to me and said, learning meeting? What is this? <laughs> I've never heard this term before. And it just sort of seemed to me like, wow, if we're going to get a group of people together, in addition to all the normal things we do at a staff meeting, wouldn't it be great if there was always a component of learning and growth to that? And yet, I think for a lot of us who do have the feeling of overwhelm, it's, well, where do we start? I've got the staff meeting coming up on Wednesday morning. And yeah, I could make five or 10 minutes to do something that's learning related, but I don't even know where I'd begin. Where's the entry point for that? And that's something I know you've heard from people too, that's a struggle in just the daily whirlwind of things. Absolutely. That concept of a learning meeting, it really resonated with me as well because it made me think, ooh, yeah, if you made that a dedicated meeting, then you would be a lot less likely to have the operation stuff and your updates encroaching into the conversation. Whereas if you're opening a meeting with it, it's good. It's kind of like a learning section versus a learning meeting. So either one, you know, five minutes is better than zero minutes. So any improvement in this area is great. But I love the way when you presented it, it made my brain go to a separate conversation altogether. And I think that could be useful for a team as well, because they could get their whole headspace centered around, we're either learning something or we're learning about each other, or we're celebrating what has worked. And it starts to create a vibe of its own, and it doesn't include any of the urgent current business sort of stuff. So I think you're onto something, Dave. I think it's going to take off. Everybody will be talking about their learning meetings a few years from now. And that'll be like the quotes on the internet where people are like, I don't know who originally said this, but that'll be the Dave's <laughs> learning meeting. Maybe. Mark I don't the know. date of that Dave's journal. Yeah. Well, if, if we can just get people doing it, that would be the most important part, right? And you and I have both heard this so many times that people will say, well, you know, engaging in something like StrengthsFinder has been so helpful. And yet, you know, we set it aside in a drawer and, you know, two years later, you know, you come back to that conversation and you have created something that is going to help leaders to do a better job at doing this on a much more regular basis. And rather than just telling people about it, we thought it would be fun to actually do it today and to actually dive in on one of these interactions, one of these modules that you've created in order to kind of demonstrate how this might work. And true to form, you didn't really share this with me in advance. I just saw it for the first time this morning. And so it kind of is a sense of like, if we did show up and have a conversation like this, what would this look like? How would I process it as a leader and as a team member? And I think if we can set the stage for how that would look, whether folks use this material or whether they use something else, some other version of this, that would be really a great starting point for just making this turn to not just having a meeting because it's a standing meeting or strategy meeting, but let's add in a component of learning and growth into as many interactions as we can when we've got the team together. Yes. Yeah. It's all about meaningful conversation over time because that's when the growth really happens amongst the team and the collaboration that's happening on the team. So to your question, if we zoomed way out and just looked at the program, Stronger Teams overall, there is a version of it where they can bring their team along and their learning meeting, if you will, could be our live monthly trainings where they're participating together and then they're doing a bit of the follow-up conversation. Or if a manager comes on their own to these monthly topics then I provide a guide every month and they take these guides and they can bring it back to their team because not every team has the budget to bring their whole team along with them. And so that's what 
Dave is looking at as you're listening. He's looking at one of these activity guides that we will be using in one of the sessions this year. And I called this one, What Do You Want to Be Remembered For? And so even though my program is based on the implementation of Strengths Finder, that's where it was inspired, I also make them so that if you've never done Strengths Finder, you could do this activity. And if your team hasn't done Strengths Finder, you could still pull this off. So what this guide is, it's a one pager and it has a setup so that if you're a leader and you're listening to us right now and you're like, yeah, this all sounds great, but I don't have time to have another full-time job being an activity creator or coming up with all of my talking points for my facilitation, that all sounds like a lot of prep work so that I can pull it off and sound like I have my stuff together. Well, never fear. I have a section on there called how to set it up. So you could set it up with your team, how to prep for it, what to do if you have a remote team. And I give you some materials that you can use for them. And then why the conversation, just to get your your head around it. And then I give you a facilitation guide with some questions to explore, et cetera. So if we were to do kind of the, we don't have time around here for a learning meeting, Dave, but we have a staff meeting and I can dedicate five minutes at the top and I'm going to call it my learning section of the agenda. Let's just take the manager who's that strapped for time with their team and we get do like the shortest version. Perfect. Let's do it. So what would I do walking into the meeting? I mean, and we'll dive into the questions here in a moment, but even before I get into that meeting, I'm pulling together my agenda. I'm pulling up this guide. What would be the thinking I'd want to do in advance as far as what the time and space looks like for that? One, there's the vibe and the tone of the meeting. If they're accustomed to you being the rapid fire, what do you have? What do you have? Where are we on this? Where are we on this? You do kind of have to step back and get people used to these kind of conversations. That's why I love so much the Dave learning meeting scenario, especially if this is the first one. You have to set that up and create a tone for it so that people know what they're doing here and what this is all for and how it's grounded in the idea that you as a leader want to help them build their personal leadership, but you also want to help the team feel effective and efficient with each other and get to know each other better so that it's easy to work together and you save time. So it's really practical, even for the people who feel like this will be a little bit of the smushy gushy stuff that they don't like to do as a team. When you talk efficiency and easy collaboration, because now you have shortcuts with each other, they can get their head around this as well. So even the skeptics at the beginning can usually be turned around with the efficiency angle. I'm thinking about what you said a moment ago, too, of, of if I'm that kind of a leader who tends to show up for the meetings and we've got the lockstep agenda and we're rolling through it pretty quickly, sometimes it is challenging to then turn the focus of the meeting to the side of like, okay, let's now stop and let's learn something about each other or maybe from each other or with each other. When you see people do that well, and maybe take 30 seconds to reset the tone, and obviously in the context of a larger conversation of learning. Within the meeting, what helps? What helps to make that a nice, smooth transition? In my opinion, the biggest thing you can do is make this first. Just like anything else, if you want it to get done, put it first, because everything else, the time will flow around it. And then you're not changing your pace inside of the meeting or cutting someone off when they're trying to get their agenda item heard. It's more like, hey, let's start with what works. And then you're going to create a tradition around doing this. Let's say you're going to carve out five minutes at the beginning of every staff meeting for your learning section. I would make it first. I think that is the number one thing you can do because it's difficult to cut off the operational conversations once they're going. And then 
You could, depends on what kind of leader you feel like you could do this and still be authentic to you. I've seen leaders do this great where they, they say, all right, let's just suck in a big gulp of air and reset. And they do a, you know, they do one of those breathe in, let it all flow. Let's focus on ourselves for a minute. That would feel hokey to some leaders. And it depends on who that's authentic for. But the other thing is to model it and just do a quick setup. I would rehearse this. If there's anything planned, it would be, how are you going to open the door to this conversation? And what I try to do for you, now I'm stepping out of the leader mode and say what I would do for you as Lisa creating these guides, is I try to give you a thing that's easy for them to answer first. So if you only have five minutes to do this, in this example that we're about to get into, I have them think of a person in their career. So listeners, you can do this with us. Dave, you can even, we'll drip into this just a bit when I say, think of a person in your career who had a significant positive impact on you. Really pick one, one real person. Imagine that person's face and their name. And then think of one word that represents that person's style or actions. So Dave, what word do you, did you think of? Care. Yeah. So even though this is kind of a weird way to answer your question of setting tone, that's pretty easy. If you ask people to do something like, think of a person, well, they have a person. If think of one word, we can do one word. You know, it's gettable, but we just changed the state. We went out of, oh my God, I have 300 emails waiting for me and my instant messages are going off in the background and I've got my laptop open and I'm trying to just be here and be present in the meeting. Ah, you know, how your brain's on fire like that. You come into the meeting and someone just slows their pace, says, all right, let's change this up. Let's get into our learning mode. And then boom, think of a person in your career that doesn't feel awkward. You don't feel like you have to be put on or be a performer to say it. You just jump into that. And that is like a transition into the world of reflection. And it goes pretty fast and it's very achievable and concrete for people to go there. And then I think you're off to the races. Okay, good. Let's dive in. What would the question sound like? Like, where would we go? All right. So say you're all attuned and our our vibe is great. The tone in the room's amazing. People are in their reflection mode. They have little smiles on their face thinking about this person who was important to them. Now I say, all right, Dave, now imagine our team, our real team, three years from now, and we've lived into our goals. We've lived into these big aspirations we've been talking about. And now you are moving on. You're changing roles. And that day, I'm hearkening back to this exercise that we did three years ago. And in, as a way to honor you as you're leaving our team and moving on to big things, each person is going to write down a word that represents you. So Dave, what one to three words do you hope that they will use to describe you? Don't be humble. Celebrate how you could be remembered if you were like really living out these next few years. You totally rocked it out. Without being humble, what words do you hope they'll use to describe you? I hope, first of all, the word I think of helpful or useful would be words that would come up. I hope caring would be a word that would come up. And then on a professional level, I, I also think a lot about what is practical. 
how can I help things to be really practical and accessible for people so that they actually do something with it versus having really wonderful, great conversations that don't end up actually getting people moving. Oh, I guess that would be the word. Movement. Like I created movement for people. If I can do that, like I'm doing really good work. Yeah, that was so good. Thank you for modeling that with me. So this is, okay, imagine if you had five minutes and you're trying to do this in a staff meeting, then you're going to narrow what I just did down to what's one word, and then you're going to each share it. And then as they're sharing it out, you're hearing things like you heard from Dave. If you can give 30 minutes in Dave's learning meeting, then you get to hear some of the nuance Dave started to bring out. And then let's say you had a strengths finder results and you also saw a relator, a futuristic, achiever, responsibility, learner. And you could start asking some questions about how those are mapped. I also happen to have a bunch of questions you can explore with the team to continue to pull out more. And depending on the time that you're able to allow to this or allow for this, you could go deeper either in that meeting or in your one-on-one conversations with the person. But just imagine knowing that stuff about Dave. First of all, I think about Dave, how you, it's probably been a couple of years now when I first heard you say how much people just want to be seen, heard, and appreciated. Yeah. And that was one of the most powerful thoughts I had experienced in a while. And I just keep trying that on. And just imagine now when I'm on Dave's team and I want to affirm something he's done. And I'm like, oh my God, this resource you gave me was so useful. It was so practical to take your Excel spreadsheet and be able to use it as a template. Now I can visualize data in a way that I've never been able to before. And that's been one of my hiccups in my work experience. Just really practical ways of giving feedback to Dave now that I know that that's how he wants to show up. If I'm Dave's manager, now I know that I can color assignments with those things, or I could even describe projects that I'm assigning that I have already decided I'm going to assign today, but now I can map them back and say, okay, remember how you were talking about motion and momentum? I think this project is going to really allow you to be that force on our team. So then it gives you frameworks for talking with that person about assignments. It does so much for you as a leader. Yeah. And the cool thing about this is that, you know, one question, so it's me reflecting on my own learning. I mean, I'm, I'm doing this in a moment as I've talked through these, those four things I mentioned. The word movement is like, oh, that's the big one for me. I want to create movement for people. If I do that, I'm doing really good work. And then my boss or my peers are hearing it and they're learning about me too. So that's like getting back to the learning meeting. It's I'm learning about myself more, but I'm also helping the people around me learn so that when we're thinking about what's the next step, what's the rest of the context of this meeting? As a leader, if I'm hearing that, I can start making those tie-ins and making those connections. And that just just a question helps me to start doing that better if I'm paying attention, right? Oh, heck yeah. Imagine now the shortcuts we have with each other as teammates, because now I can make pitches to you when I'm trying to get you to do something that feels like extra work and you've already got your day prioritized, but I can be influential with you because now I know, hey, I know that you really care about making things practical and useful for customers. And we have this thing in its current state, it needs another hour or two of work from us. And then it's really going to live into that. Right now, the user experience isn't that great. Now, all of a sudden, I know how to help your ears perk up and be interested in the thing. Whereas before, maybe we didn't work well together and I didn't know how to get through to you. But now I do. So we have these shortcuts. And then as a leader, you can betcha I'm going to go in the one-on-one and start asking you about your 
StrengthsFinder themes and say, ah, tell me about your natural talents. How do you think they can support you into living into that? And then tell me about what's getting in the way. Where do you see blockages or the distractions that we're creating that are getting in the way of you living into this? Because then I know it's fun for you to talk about those things. I heard your voice light up. Like when your voice lit up about being practical and useful and helpful and caring, you had energy. But then it was like when you thought of the the momentum, the motion, that that part of it, there was something about that, that boom, then you really lit up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know our academy members are just tired of me here saying the word movement, but it, it's just so central to who I am and, and what I want to help people to do more effectively. Okay, so we've got the first question here. Where would we go from there? I mean, we, maybe we don't even go anywhere, right? Just, you know, that question alone generates some conversation. But if we did have a little bit more time, what, what would we say next? Yeah. Let's look at it like there are three scenarios I hear about. One is the, I have five minutes with the team. We're going to carve five minutes out of the beginning of the agenda. That would have been all. Uh, the other couple scenarios I see, okay, we'll do 15 minutes. The other is 30 minutes. If you had 15 minutes, I would have asked them to prepare in advance. And on this activity guide, there's a PDF or a web page that has a very big list of adjectives around um, what they might want to be known for. And then they would have done the thinking already about what words they would really love to be known for and which ones represent their strengths. And then they've done some more thinking. So then they could come up with a personal branding statement. They could come up with their top three. They could try to work out those three so that they're a little bit more memorable. So I would make it a little more formal, probably do a little bit more pre-work with them if we had 15 minutes to talk about it. This is so interesting when you you see the first couple of people on the team who are brave enough to say their three words or they show that you know they've said well I'm a curious data focused unifier you know they come up with these combinations of words that you're like whoa let me soak that in I never would have thought of that and then you see the person in a new light if you had 30 minutes with the team I would get into some of the team level stuff while you're in the room together. Things like on this activity guide, there's a final question in here. What actions can we take as a team to support each other and in living into it? Be as specific as you can. And then people start saying, okay, well, uh, I noticed that every time we're doing remote meetings, we just talk to each other on audio. And I see how many people on the team have talked about really wanting a human connection with each other, maybe we can start turning on the video camera on Skype. Just things that are that simple come out of this. And when they're doing it to honor someone else's productivity on the team, they're committed to it. But when someone else on the team, like if the manager just says, mandatory video calls for all, then people are like, oh my God, I have to take a shower. I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to fix my hair every day. I work remotely. And suddenly that same action suggestion means something totally different because it's in the context of an exercise like this. So it all depends on the time that you have available. And I try to, and these guides give different options based on how much time is available. But imagine having at least one of these a month. And this is just something the team gets used to doing. You yeah. notice they're going to be more and more open with each other. The reflection is going to be deeper and get past the surface level. Kind of people stay on the surface for a couple of them because it feels weird. 
but you keep doing it and the uh, the levels of trust that build and the amount of productivity that you can get on a team when these things go further and further then suddenly oh that learning meeting doesn't feel like an indulgent thing it feels like something really important that yeah. makes us productive yeah and it gives you the language i mean one of the things that's so wonderful about strengths finder in general is it just gives good language for how to talk about things that are hard to kind of put together in one word. And yet, because of this wonderful ecosystem, you can put things together in one word. But the other thing that I find that you know, doing an exercise like this as well does, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes, is you start to hear things as a leader that you might not otherwise hear people articulate. And then I think one of the lost opportunities that so many people miss in leadership roles is the ability to be, and I, I can't, I don't have a better term for this, but to be you know, the leader as salesperson. And I know people don't like the word sales, but I think it really drives home what I intend with thinking about this, which is part of my job as a leader is I need to do what a good salesperson does, not the used car salesperson, but a really good salesperson does, which is I understand a person's needs. And then I understand, you know, a product or service that they would really benefit from. And when those match up, I put those together. And I think where leaders really miss the boat a lot of time is they maybe or maybe not know a little bit about a person and what's important to them. And they know certainly what the work is in the organization, but they don't take the time to intentionally make links for people. They don't think about, okay, this person really cares a lot about movement. And I know that the work they're doing on the project for customer D there's a lot of opportunity there to create movement for this customer. And not only am I going to put that person in that work, but I'm going to take the time to explain to them why I'm doing that and how the connection there will really help them do something consistently that's really important to them. And I think that that's the, that last piece is the piece that's missed. And if you do something like this, you have the language and more of the data points to really put that together and connect the dots for people where they're not going to do that for themselves most of the time. You nailed it. Yeah. It's one of those things that I see all the time where, let's see, team members, if you ask them, well, how do you want to be known? They would probably say things that are hot buttons inside of that company culture, or that team culture. So let's say in the team culture, the manager loves being strategic and so therefore talks about being strategic all the time. So then when a team member says, well, what's the one thing you want to be known for? They think, I would like to be thought of as strategic because that seems to serve me well on this team. Yeah. Whereas if you open up these kind of conversations and then you're enabling their strengths because you're allowing them to find things that they value that the team values, that they want to be known for. And because it's leading through their strengths, not trying to be someone else or trying to serve some buzzword on the team, they feel like, oh, look, I can show up this way on my good days, on my bad days, even if I'm grumpy and traffic was horrible and my kid wouldn't get dressed this morning and all the things that go wrong. And then you show up to an important meeting. I can remember those few words and reset myself mentally and those words are going to reflect me at my best because we're talking about my personal strengths and how they serve the team instead of, hey, it's really popular to be adaptable today. So I think I want to be known as adaptable. It just puts people in a totally different freedom to live out their best. And then when the manager can do what you're describing, where you're also 
reflecting it back to them with assignments. And then at the deepest level, when these meaningful conversations have happened over time, it starts to feel like, wow, this place just aligns with my values. They get me and I can be fully me at my best. And it just feels easy to be here. Now that's that's the magic. It takes a while to get there, that compounding effort you were talking about, but that's where the magic happens. But consistency over time makes that happen, doesn't it? Okay. So we mentioned early on that one of the challenges that leaders have is just, you know, having a framework for this and doing this consistently. So two things that you've done, Lisa, to make this easier for folks. One of them is we've been working through uh, during this conversation, one of the activities on what do you want to be remembered for? It's a one-page PDF guide, and you have been very gracious to make this available to all of us in our community. So we will have this linked up in the episode notes. We will have this linked up in this week's weekly leadership guide. So if this is useful to you and you would like to jump in and just try this on, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes at your next staff meeting or learning meeting or whatever you decide to call it, we would invite you to do that and grab it. So thank you, Lisa, for making that available. And the other thing you've done, which I'm super excited about for you and me selfishly, because so many people ask me for this, and I know you get this question a lot too, but also for leaders who many of them have done something like StrengthsFinder, but have not had a good path for how to keep that going. You have created something for leaders that is super accessible on how to actually keep this going on a regular basis and through consistency within the organization. Can you tell me a bit about what this looks like and what you've created? You bet. This is called Stronger Teams, and it is a year-long membership. The things inside of it that will happen month over month, we're going to have a topic that is focused on workplace stuff that you would experience, whether that's conflict or collaboration or self-awareness or emotional intelligence. And we take a strengths lens and we kind of workshop that out in bite-sized bits together over the course of the month. So they get a monthly live virtual training where we meet up live, we're applying strengths to that topic. I'll give a framework or a model, a scenario for us to work through together there. Then we have the activity guides like one that we walked through today so that if the person has joined and they're not able to buy a membership for everyone on their team and they just want to take these experiences for their self-learning and then use an activity guide going back to the team. They get an activity guide every month. And then we have a strengths vault, which is a portal, a place where they have all sorts of strengths resources, library of content. We also do office hours every month. That's where I do a live Q&A, live streamed. There are so many things in between boosters and conversations and a community, but there's so much that whatever someone can dedicate, whether it's only that one hour, they're going to do a monthly training, or they're going to jump in for five minutes a few times a week to really stay active with strengths. This is a way for a leader and maybe their team, if their team can join in a membership as well, to marinate on strengths and apply them over time. And the whole point of it is that compounding effect that you mentioned. It's broken down into bite-sized pieces such that you know, it doesn't crush them with more to-dos. And they can use this not as something else to do, but a way to do the work that they already do together. 
I'm super excited about what you've done because so many people have asked me for something like this over the years. And other than the work you already do, which is coming into an organization and helping folks with getting better at StrengthsFinder and using it, but then you know, often those events are like a one-time event, or like you said earlier, it you know three or four years later you may come back to it. And you've really created something that people can get a lot of live interaction with you. You're teaching them ongoing, monthly, getting all these guides and these resources, and you've made it really, really easy and accessible for folks. Not only through that, but also through pricing. I think many people in organizations would look at this and go, "Like, oh my gosh, I can have my whole team involved for this for you know a really reasonable investment." So. Lisa's also been super gracious to give some early access to all of you listening, and you've even set up a discount code for us. So if you want to go check it out, go to leadthroughstrengths.com slash training. We'll have this in the episode notes in this week's weekly leadership guide. And then if you go in there and investigate the options, if you decide to move forward, when you sign up, use the coupon code CFL10. And that will give you 10% off your either individual or team membership for the entire year and give you a chance to really interact a lot with Lisa Live and more importantly, have a great framework that you can use consistently with your team. And Lisa, thank you so much for providing that for our audience and allowing all of us to engage with this early on. And I'm really excited to see what people do with this to really build upon the StrengthsFinder work that so many have already done. and to really continue to keep the consistency going like we've been discussing. Yeah. It's like flipping team building on its head. It's not just one event now. This is ongoing. Keep it going. Make the magic happen through meaningful conversations over time. All right. So watch for more in this week's weekly leadership guide. Leadthroughstrengths.com slash training is where to go for all the details. CFL 10 will get you a discount if you decide to jump in. Lisa, thank you so much for all of the wisdom you've brought to our audience over the years on StrengthsFinder. And thank you so much for providing this new resource for folks so they can dive in and do this with such great consistency. You are welcome. It's always a pleasure. As we had this conversation, Lisa and I have been referencing the activity for an aspirational team. What do you want to be remembered for? It's a one-page guide on specific questions to ask your team, and you can download it for free on the episode notes or in this week's weekly leadership guide. Just look for that. Log in with your free membership, and you'll be able to grab that. Plus, it will provide some information about the Stronger Teams program. And I am just thrilled to be able to support this new program that Lisa is offering for two big reasons. First, it is something people have been asking for for years in one way or another. Lisa gets these requests all the time. I have certainly gotten a bunch of these requests as we've featured the value of StrengthsFinder on the show many times over the years is people ask some version of, well, now that I've done StrengthsFinder and maybe even brought someone in to do StrengthsFinder with my team, now what? And there's a lot you can do that will support that what, but there hasn't been a really easy done for you process you just follow with your team and have your team show up and actually go through a structured process with someone like Lisa on a regular basis, live, virtually, to be able to do this and to get the consistency we talked about. And now that she and her team have created this, it's going to be really exciting to be able to recommend it as I do for you. So if you are interested in learning more, go to lead 
throughstrengths.com slash training. And if you or your organization decide to move forward with her annual membership, use the code CFL10 when you register. That'll give you 10% off. The other reason I'm so excited to recommend this is because of who Lisa is and the tremendous credibility and experience she brings to StrengthsFinder. In fact, if you go to the gala page to take the StrengthsFinder assessment, it's Lisa's picture on the page. They feature her as one of their top consultants. She's just done a tremendous job over the years of helping people to leverage this, and I'm, I'm really excited for organizations and leaders to be able to do this much more consistently. All the links will be there in this week's weekly leadership guide, so watch for that. In addition, if this conversation was useful today, some additional resources and episodes that you'll want to check out on the Coaching for Leaders website that will support you on this. One of them is episode 31, Five Effective Ways to Train the People You Lead. In that episode, I walk through what are the key ways as a leader that you can really support the people in your organization and on your team to be able to get the training that they need. Of course, one way is through the Stronger Teams program. That's not always the right answer, though. There's many, many ways to help people to learn. Episode 31 walks through the five big ones that I've seen that have been most effective for most leaders. Also, I would recommend one of the earlier conversations that Lisa and I had on episode 293, How Teams Use StrengthsFinder Results. We talked about what are some of the first steps you can take as a leader after you've used StrengthsFinder in order to leverage that. And of course, now we have this new step through the Stronger Teams program. But in episode 293, we talked about what are the first things you can do. So that's a great complement to this conversation. And then, of course, we talked about meetings in detail today and how to structure your meetings. And if you are looking for some resources on just the big picture on how to lead meetings that get results, I recommend episode 358 with Mamie Canfer-Stewart. We talked about how to really create meetings that get results. She is an expert in her organization of helping leaders to craft and structure meetings that are meaningful, that matter, that get results, and oh, by the way, don't bore people to tears either, which none of us want to spend our time wasting uh, more time in meetings. Episode 358 will help you to get better results much more consistently. And then finally, we use the term learning meeting in this conversation. I also recently aired a Dave's Journal episode on that of how to get out of the habit of just having a weekly standing meeting where the agenda is always the same. If you find yourself falling into that rut, as most of us have in running meetings over the years, I would recommend the Dave's Journal episode, One Alternative to Standing Meetings. And we talk in detail about learning meetings in that episode as well. All of those will be linked up in the episode notes. Also, all of those are available to you in the weekly leadership guide that you can access if you activate your free membership. One of the areas this episode will be tagged under in our library is talent development. Another one is facilitating meetings, and we have done many more episodes on those over the years in both of those categories. If you set up your free membership on the coachingforleaders.com website, that's going to give you access to the entire library of episodes since 2011, searchable by topic. So you can dive in detail on training skills, facilitating meetings, talent development, whatever is most important for you right now. In addition, it'll give you access to a lot of the resources, such as the download today, the free activity. Uh, in addition, my weekly leadership guide, all of my book notes, and a ton more. Just go over to coachingforleaders.com, set up your free membership for access to all of that. 
Next week, I'm glad to welcome Jim Kirkpatrick to the show. He's going to join us to review the four steps of how to get training results. And also coming this Saturday, the next Saturday cast. So be watching for that. Have a wonderful week and see you this coming Saturday. Take care.